0: Hey, welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide here. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, Ate way too much, had a good time. Went out uh, with the family here in Denver and did all that good stuff there. Uh, How many people went out uh, Black Friday shopping after? I I gave in to my, um, my fetish of Triple Art Design stuff. Triple Art Design had a couple new jackety stuff uh out uh, a sweater that I like. I have the special service sweater. It was in the video. Somebody had brought up the uh special service sweater from uh TAD triple out design in the Valkyrie video with Brian Whalen. And then they had one with a hood, kind of a similar make and that came out and then they had a um one of those anoraks or whatever they're called, the um sort of like the flat front pullover and uh i went and grabbed one of those cuz they came out with some new black friday stuff for the holiday so i had to do it uh, i'm 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 a i'm a whore for triple a design and have way too much stuff uh you know even got the shagmaster blanket cuz i just dig it but so that that was going on but i hope you guys found what you're looking for buying some really good stuff um i want to go into a little bit of sniper's Heidi things i never really kind of I mean, I plug a little bit about the forum and say, hey, you can go to the forum, but I want to kind of dig in a little bit with the forum because, I mean, just a lot of really good stuff, uh, great conversations going on. We're, we're, our numbers are so strong right now and everything's kind of back up to where they were. I'm I'm back to full, full strength in the server side of things. I, I look at sort of content and different things from the server side versus you know what what you're seeing on there but you know the fact that you can buy and sell on Sniper's Hide uh is is the big thing which which pulls a lot of people back from the Facebook BS that's going around and them shutting things down and you know uh, all it takes is one guy to say hey something the wrong way and you know Facebook's gonna turn your group off until you beg and plead with them we're over on Sniper's Hide we got the for sale section which is going gangbusters but I mean Guys, read the rules, man. 100 post, you have to have a 100 post to sell. Can you buy with less? Yes, but that's up to the seller whether or not he wants you to uh wants to sell to you cuz you're new. Uh let's face it, there's a lot of scammers on the internet. We another thing, we manually uh, approve all your accounts. So you'll go through and register your account looks like it's active, but it's really not. You can tool around and look at things, but then you can't because guys will go, well, I can't see the pictures. Yes, because you have to be registered to see the pictures in a lot of these forums. So then once you register, it's not that easy. Then we manually approve. And that's sort of our hacker spam defense. That we don't just automatically let you uh you know, sign up and then come in and start posting because we want to look at the account first to protect against spam. Understand a lot of this software we use is kind of open source and it's the training ground for the hackers and spammers, okay? And yes, there are government-backed places where they got those, those you know, academies of hackers and they'll practice on a site like mine, So if you had been around long enough and you'd seen some Chinese hacks and different things, that's all government run. I mean, we could see it because we'll block that IP. They'll create new ones. They'll do stuff that they really can do quick and easy on a government level. And it's training for them. So you can't just come on to Sniper's Hide and register. You can't just come on to Sniper's Hide and sell. You can buy 101 posts And that'll let you sell and give you access. But, uh, you know, it's a service. We are not a for sale forum. Okay, we do have a very big, robust for sale sections, but we are not arms list gun broker. That's not our primary, you know, focus. That's a byproduct for our members. It's a benefit. If you're a contributing member, you can contribute and sell and we'll, you know, we'll play that game. But if you're not a contributing member, you're new, you can't sell. But you could buy within reason. And, and like I said, it doesn't mean it's automatic. So take a look at that because there is some really good deals happening. Guys are selling all the time. It's it's robust, the buying and selling. The other thing is our primary focus is the exchange of information. And just so you know, kind of looking at this, I had a section in the competition section that was more focused on um like uh club matches. So in the competition section, there's the sniper's hide cup, there's your precision rifle series type stuff, there's sniper's hide um the the match competition announcements, precision rifle competition announcements, there's the rifleman's team challenge, because that's part of the sniper's hide cup. Then there's local match announcements and then F-Class and FTR competition stuff because we have a lot of guys who cross over to F-Class and FTR, so we'll bounce into that lane for them. Now, I had two local match sections. I I renamed and changed one to Sniper's Hide Match Resources, Okay, and I did this like Wednesday or something. I did it a, a couple days ago. And what I'm going to do is I posted already some things like match ideas, ways of improving. There's a lot of these conversations happening on Sniper's Hide about matches, about the PRS, the NRL. There's the stuff on the trolling and the in the back and forth and the airing of grievances. And we all know that in the podcast section. But rather than just complain, rather than just say, we try to give you solutions, we're going to try to give you information. Now, I made a post about, um, you know, like well, the first one I made in the resource section is how to spice up your course of fire and things like that and how to use barricades a little different. Now, the barricade thing, it, it's it's really, the, you know, the, the rabbit can't get stuffed back in the hat. You're going to see the tripods and the bags, the game changer bags, control how a barricade is shot. There's really no going back Unless, you, you know, you really start restricting, doing and changing things. But there are some ways you can spice it up and change it and increase a little movement. We had a really, really good conversation about the free recoil, the different directions that we're going. And guys are looking at cause, effect and solution. Well, how? I mean, again, you're never going to put that genie back in the bottle. Free recoil is a tool. Free week or something that can use the same thing with the game changer bags. Here's the deal. I did an article. I'm not against it. Okay. I'm not, I'm not so much for the, 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 the direction it's gone that it's the go-to solution. There's only two solutions anymore for anything alternate position, a bag or a tripod. That's it. We've eliminated almost every other kind of solution. I get it. Well, how do you bring that back? How do you change that direction a little bit? It's not going to be big. It's not going to be colossal. It's not going to be something that's earth-shattering. But it might be enough to create some discussion, to create new direction. Two things. Targets and movement. Okay? Target size in in placement. Because right now, the, the simple thing is have an obstacle in front of you barricade, tree branch, stanchion. uh, Guys are saying they're getting tired of it. Guys, I mean, if you go in and objectively read these posts, be objective. Don't go into it with a critical Frank guy. I don't like how bombastic I am and what I'm saying. Look at it from a growth standpoint, from a critical logic. You know, look at it in, in a different way. It's not a personal attack to say, we think this is stale. We think this is contrived. We think this is going in a bad direction. It's a way to improve things and to bring your training to a whole nother level. Instead of saying a game changer with a tripod is the way to go, well, maybe then it becomes a increased movement, deployment on the clock, locating targets, putting them out wider. Instead of putting one target in front of a barricade and saying, Just shoot that one target as many times as we tell you. Well, now it becomes a case of target here, shoot it, target over here, shoot it, transition to here and shoot it. You put in more movement and while that won't hinder the use of a game changer bag, we're not trying to do that. It might take the tripod out of it because you don't have time to deploy it and with so much movement, somebody might get tangled up in it. You know, I mean, look at the look at the square of the platform, the rectangle. Okay, look at the rectangle. Okay, I got a, a you know a two by four barricade, so it's it's that you know kind of three and change inches wide, and it's six to twelve inches long. Well, try taking the targets off on an angle. Take the corners and put the target towards a corner. One of the things I did in in this section with the first one I did was a Barricade KYL. So I said, okay, well, spice up your KYL. Everybody knows what a KYL is. Know your limit target. They're pre-made, predetermined targets. And instead of doing it one way, do it a different way. You know, mix it up. So in my resources, I put a, you know, and I'll put a couple of these. It's, it's. It's a way of doing it slightly different. Now, my barricade is two different sizes, okay? There's a long side and a short side. So now you can say, okay, maybe you do a sitting on the short side, a kneeling on that side, and then the standing on the longer, tall part for somebody. It's a way of not determining kneeling goes here, standing goes here. It's a having a two-sided barricade is a way of saying you're going to do a sitting, kneeling, and standing position. You pick the location on the barricade that fits you, but you have to shoot a standing position. You don't have to shoot standing from the 56-inch tall one. Maybe if you're shorter, female, junior, whatever the case, you do a standing from the uh, 48-inch side. The kneeling a shorter person may use the 24-inch tall, where the taller guy might use the 36. You don't designate the place, just the position, sitting, kneeling, standing. From there, what I did with this stage was I said, all right, so I'll just read this stage description for you. You know, uh, uh, again, my, um, the shooter with a magazine of 10 rounds starting five yards back from the firing line. Five yards is subjective. You can do whatever you want with that. It could be 15. It could be 20. The thing is, put in more movement. Okay? Back from the firing line. Upon the go command, the shooter's going to engage a 6-inch plate at 600 yards from the prone. So you're going to move forward to a position prone. You're going to shoot a 6-inch plate at 600 yards. Okay? Okay. Once you've impacted that for no points, you're then going to transition over minimum of five yards. You can make it whatever it is. So you're going forward to the prone, shooting a six-inch plate at 600, transitioning laterally to the barricade, and then you're going to shoot a KYL target. Start off with the sitting position. okay? No gear restriction, anything like that, which I'll get to, and you're going to engage a KYL Uh, Plate rack at 400 yards. You'll engage the rack from the biggest target to the smallest target Okay, the shooter will have two minutes to complete the drill if the shooter misses a plate on the kyl rack He will then transition to the next highest. So we're sitting I Shoot the first plate. I hit it. I shoot the second plate. I miss it I now have to bolt back transition to a kneeling position doesn't matter where on the on the barricade i do the kneeling i just have to do a kneeling position now and then re-engage the kyl rack if i miss again i have to transition to standing now standing's going to be your highest position if you continue to miss under time you just shoot it from the standing but once you clean the kyl rack if you still have time on the clock you can then go back to a sitting position and take a bonus shot at the six-inch plate with your remaining rounds. So let's just say you shoot the plate, the, you, you you move up, you shoot the six-inch plate at 600. Impact. Go over to the uh, KYL rack, you shoot sitting. You clean the KYL rack. Well, then you can go for a bonus and shoot the six-inch plate at you know from that same position. If you miss at any time and now you're kneeling and then you clean the rack, well, then you can go back to sitting and try the plate. If you run out of time, you run out of time. Now, since it's a know your limits, you can stop at any time on the KYL rack, but you don't get any of the other points. Maximum, and this is all broken down. I'm doing it kind of shorthand on here. But plate one's one point, plate two, two, three, four points, and then you can get a two point bonus on the uh, six inch plate. So a total of 12 points. Position on the barricade is a sitting position. Sitting position, your butt is on the ground. Kneeling position, your butt is not touching the ground. And then a standing position, your two feet on the ground. And it shows you how to do it. And that's just an example, one example of things you can do to change things up. Target size. You can have a big and a small target, okay? You want to mix things up and don't make them, don't basically lay it out in front of somebody. One of the things I like that gun works where you transitioned a big degree. You had a target all the way to the left. You had a target in the middle. You had a target all the way to the right. You had to find these targets. Is it a colossal change? No. But is it something that will help sort of level things up a little bit. And and here's the thing. You, 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 the more you change this stuff up, the more people have to think about it. When you give them a match booklet, when you do the same stages over and over and over again, the same exact thing, now you can adapt. Now you can you can basically learn how to beat this stage in the most effective way. However, if you show up and it's more of a blind stage, more of hey, I haven't seen that before. Now you got to think about it. Now you got to slow down a little bit, take a little bit of time to make sure it's lined up, especially if you do smaller targets and bigger targets. The smaller targets make it challenging for the new or the the the, the pro guys The bigger targets let the new guys get a hit. Okay? So you can mix it up and go from smallest to largest instead of where the big, a a, a new shooter, you you want them to see the bigger target get the hit, figure out where they hit, and then when they go to the smaller target, they can help. Well, a pro shooter is already adapted to that. He knows. If I shoot the big target first, I could see where I'm at and then I can translate that to the smaller targets. If you flip it, you almost put everybody on the same playing field. Okay? Of course, pro guys are going to be better, better equipment, better ammo, the whole thing, you know. A guy with a 6-dasher versus a new guy with his th- a production 308, there's going to be differences. But you make it challenging for the pro, you give a little bit of something to the new And then they play that way instead of it basically being, shoot this 10-inch plate at 400 yards every time. Bang, 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 bang. New guys or pros clean it. New guys, you know, get their three, get their six, whatever the case may be because they're learning. Well, you can then change that up. And that's all we're kind of saying. Like I said, I, I, I can't stress this enough it's the 10% solution. That's actually the more I look at it the more I'm seeing what's going on it's 15%. But what we're trying to do is address this 15% solution. We're trying to give you t- things over the off season to think about. How to mix up a course of fire. How to take this stale contrived things that we're seeing. These aren't my words. I'm 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 a mirror. I'm reflecting back. I'm repeating what a lot of guys are saying. And there's guys that said, Yeah, I shot three years of this. It hasn't changed. I didn't shoot last year. Yeah, I've been shooting this for three years. Now I'm doing this because they bored me over here. Okay. It's because we're, we're it's easy. We can put one target out. We can put one kind of obstacle, throw something there, put your game changer bag on. Problem solved, shoot the target, end of story. But now if you start putting in the movements, putting in target size, putting in target location changes and make them, I I I I really think it'll up the ante a little bit. It'll increase the how well guys are already doing and just make them that much better. It'll give them new things to practice. Like I said, it's small. But it's just enough. It's, it's showing people that it's not same 20 stages, same 20 stages, same 20 stages. If you go to three matches, they're basically the same stages. It's like, okay, I'm going to shoot this one off of a concrete culvert. Okay, at this match, I shot it off a plastic culvert. Okay, at this match, I shot it off a steel culvert. Okay, at this match, I shot it off of a barrel that was turned like a culvert. You know, it's all the same thing. So how do we make a culvert more interesting? How do we make this, you know, bag stage more interesting? And that's what I'm going to look to do to give solutions to these kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I'm not looking to bore you. I like what I do. I like it. Find it, range it, engage it on the clock. I, I like the idea of, of having to locate, identify, and engage. You know what I mean? In range. Giving people the ranges for a practical side of things, to me, is not practical. That you're given the range ahead of time. We all buy laser range finders. We all spend a significant amount of money on them. Why not let them use it? If it's given to you ever for every stage, well... I don't need it then. I bought this, but I don't need it. I want to use it. You know, that kind of stuff is where my head's at. Hey, between point A and point B, you got it like the competition dynamics, guys. Things get mixed up because it's natural terrain. You got to carry everything. But at the same time, you have to be within the designated zone. Reach in and touch the pin. Make sure all your equipment is with you. All those kind of things. So it's not a case of, Throw everything back behind me, take only what I need, borrow the equipment from somebody else. If you have to carry all your stuff, if you have to deploy on the clock, if you move through a stage where you're now on the other side, you can't hand off and trade gear. Okay? That's kind of the thing that becomes practical. And all we're trying to do is look at this in a practical way and balance the game. Okay, so we're, we're doing these resources. Go online. Go on to Sniper's Hide. Look at all these different things that people are talking about. I mean, let's face it, man. We're over 300,000 unique people with over 5 million views. Okay, this is a big pond. You can bring in, if there's 300,000 uniques on my site, and yet there's only like 300 active people doing these competitions to their fullest. You know, let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt. The 1500 people that are registered are all shooting multiple matches. 1500 is nothing. I mean, I get 1500 new registers every 2 days. Okay? That's not really, you know, that shouldn't be the the ones. That's that's the, the you know, That shouldn't be the ones making the change. You want to go go appeal. You want to appeal to the 300,000, not the 300. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give you resources. We're trying to get people to think. We're trying to make it so it's not so simple as put out one target, put something to throw a game changer bag on, shoot 10 rounds, take your points and go home. It's got to be more than that. Okay. It's right now it's tactical bench rest. It's, it's you know it's uh it's walking F class the the rifles, all that are are mirroring the F class stuff like beyond the the flat bottoms, you know, our flat bottoms just narrower instead of like a three inch flat bottom, we're one and a half. that's the only difference. Weights are up there, barrel lengths are up there, calibers are up there, barrel lengths are up there, profiles are up there. We are walking F class right now. that's the only difference so. How do we balance the game so that it's not the same thing? How it's more practical, how it applies. And it doesn't have to be every stage. Mix it up. Make a blind stage. Make a stage that you you can't communicate. Do, Do different things where you're putting in movement. Put in target size and gambles. Things that challenge both the pro side of guys with a small target. But enough to give the new shooter... So maybe there's, it's more than one target, you know what I mean? Hey, shoot these three from smallest to biggest, you know, and, and, and go backwards that way. Instead of big to small, go small to big. Yeah, it's going to get easier, but at the same time, there's that, there's that focus on that first tough shot. You know what I mean? That's all we're talking about. I mean, there's there's definitely got to be an element of solution, and that's what we're looking to do is put the solutions down, put them in writing, create a place you can come over and grab a course of fire idea. I mean, like I said, it's not going to be earth-shattering. Nobody's suggesting that, okay? It just has to be enough to, um, you know, to 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 mix things up and to balance you know, if you have a place with a lot of of, of property. There should be a lot more movement involved, okay instead of a five yard walk forward, make it a twenty five yard maybe it stops and has to get a shot over here and then bring you over to there. You know what I mean stuff like that is is what we're 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 looking to do, and that's what we're 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 trying to to create is carrying equipment deploying on the clock and putting the movement in that might bring back some of the rifle weight. You know what I mean? Maybe not completely, but it might edge that weight down a little bit so guys aren't going 25 pounds plus. They'll want to stop closer to the 18-16 because now they know they got to move with it. You know, again, it's not, um, it's not a perfect fix. It's just a balance. Tell you, there's some really good conversations about like, you know, why aren't we using slings anymore? And this goes into this, you know, what slings have kind of, you know, we were over the shoulder, the patrol carry, we were locking in, pushing forward, using the sling, both push and pull and as a support system. And now because of the bags, w- the slings aren't used. And, and we are talking about the legacy skill. Um, Something you'll read on Sniper's Hide all the time is things about legacy skills, Shooting unsupported with a sling is a legacy skill. Ranging with a reticle is a legacy skill. And where do they fit into the scope of things today? And one of the things we 're talking about is why isn't it taught you know and coming from the training side of stuff with the sling, why isn't sling shooting taught in classes, really, come, my perspective is time. Well, you know, working at rifles only, our PR one and two, which was our main class, was six days long. We did a lot of sling shooting, unsupported sling stuff in PR one and two, because you had six days to work with people. Now the average class lengths are three days or less, three to two days, because our, our, our you know, people just aren't investing as much time. So, you know, it, it was a case of my my kind of conversation to somebody is, is if you come to a two-day class with me and I then teach you unsupported sling shooting and you go to a class with somebody else who teaches you game changer free recoil on their bag, and then the next week you go to even a local match, you'll get your ass handed to you if you try to do it with a sling. You know, it would take a lot more practice. Yes, three months down the road, if you continued to practice every week, six months down the road, if you put your reps in, you will get on par with the guys doing the free recoil stuff on the bag. However... If you went and took a class over the weekend and just dropped your rifle on a bag and put that pressure down, you know, you put 15 pressures down into the bag, use it on top of the scope, stay to the side, put your thumb, do the whole thing and fire it, you're going to be hitting things quicker with less effort. So then Monday, you go back to work, you go to do your job. Saturday, you wake up, you pick up your rifle and everything and you haven't touched your rifle all week. You've been working. you got family. You're doing all your stuff. Saturday, you go shoot a local match, and there's a barricade stage. The guy who comes up with his rifle and has his patrol carry sling, throws the rifle up and over, tries to lock in, will, will do well one way, but then he's got to work around that sling. The guy who just throws his game changer up and drops his rifle on the bag is going to do better. I mean, that's just a fact of life. I mean, yeah, they, the, the better shooter is going to do better in some ways, But not necessarily in others because we're eliminating the shooter. You know what I mean? So it's a different mindset. You know, uh, one of the guys had quoted the the, um, McBride, uh, Rifleman Goes to War, I think it was, the one about sling shooting. That every rifleman back in the eight, you know, this World War I, every rifleman should know how to use their sling. Well, that's really all they had, although we do have tons of pictures of them using tripods. Their tripods were nowhere near as quick and easy to use as we use today. So the sling was their primary means of support. Today, we have way too many means of support. So the sling is going to be, you know, again, that legacy skill that's at the bottom of the toolbox. Okay, we're going to go through our bag. We're going to have the heavier rifle. We're going to go through all these, the tripod We're going to go through all these products before we get to the sling. And you have to look at that. Does that make it right or better? I don't think those words apply. I don't think those things fit that conversation. You know what I mean? It's different is really all it is. One takes a lot of work. One takes a lot of effort. One takes sort of um, a personal discipline where the other is... This is a solution. You can buy a a part into it, and the more money you spend, the better it's going to be. Yeah, you could take a rear bag, put that up, and put your rifle on top, and say, okay, I use this for my rear bag, and now I'm going to use it like a game changer on a barricade. That'll do okay. But if you spend the money and get an actual game changer with a seven-pound bag in your hand now, throw it on... You add weights to your rifle. Maybe you got the MDT chassis, the ACC with the weight system. Now you add weights to it, put that on top of your game changer with a heavier one. Boom, you just succeeded even better from the first time. You went from a rear bag to a game changer to a heavier rifle and you'll see your success increase. None of that had anything to do with coming home from work and practicing. It had to do with you spending more money. And and that's kind of where people are trying to find that balance. All right. So this is where we now need to mix some things up. This is where we start having to find where do we blend the two. Okay. Because guys are taking game changers into the field and hunting with them. Guys are free recoiling in that way because they see it works and our equipment is so much better. But here's the missing piece. Perceptions in observations. We copy what we see. Guy goes on the internet, he sees a picture of somebody doing something, he goes home and copies it, or he goes to the range and copies it. Without the missing pieces, you run into a situation where it doesn't work out well. So if a guy sees a free recoil, sees a bag, doesn't understand the game changer, and just says, here's a sock, full of sand, on a log, with my hunting rifle, and I'm going to free recoil my 375, you know, 300 Win Mag with the Voss brake that does nothing but make a lot of noise and puts a blast in a circle, and then he tries to copy it. He's not going to be as successful because he's missing elements. So that's why you want to insert those missing elements and in, in balance it. Okay, Because you can't just let someone copy what they see in a still image and understand it's going to translate correctly. And that's where we need to kind of create the information, create the education. That's why you come to Sniper's Hide and you learn the nuances of all these things. One of the bitches I have is everybody kind of ignores the nuances right now and they immediately want to spin to the negative. You know it's this this the Valkyrie arguments. there's tons of great conversations about the Valkyrie. There's a really good conversation with the Valkyrie stuff with bolt action rifles right now, and they're debating the twenty two Creedmoor versus the Valkyrie and this speed versus that speed, and they're doing the work for you. If you got a match with a thirty two hundred speed limit and you got a caliber that can go to thirty four hundred feet per second. And yet, your barrel life is still under 2,000 rounds. You got to look at all these balances. Where, hey, I can get to 3,100 feet per second on the high side, not on a mid size, but on the high side. And yet, I got better barrel life. I can practice more. You know what I mean? I can balance it. I still have no recoil because it's still a 22 caliber. But I can, I can do all these little things. A little bit farther down the road. And I don't have to include costs of three barrels. Because I used up three barrels in the t- with my 22 Creedmoor. In the time I used one barrel up with my, t- two, um, my Valkyrie. I can practice and compete with the same stuff. Without worrying about. If I do that I got to use it. I got to get another barrel next week. You know what I mean? That's where we we're, we're we're that's the kind of thread we're trying to weave, you know that's where we're trying to navigate. We're trying to put you know all these it's again it's nuance, it's tiny, it's less than fifteen percent it's in this in this narrow sliver I'm trying to operate, although again the bombastic a little bit of the 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 out there and out and in front because I'm public because i i have a far reach it seems bigger than it is but it's not bigger you know it's it's different i yeah i have reach okay i have a voice i have experience that goes back 18 years with this with just from sniper's hide okay so we've seen a lot of this stuff come and go we again series aren't new there was series done way back in the day they didn't make it Okay, we saw them in the 2001, 2002. There was a series back then. It failed. And we see some of the same growing pains. Okay? That's all we're doing, man. We're trying to navigate down a narrow slot to create a balance, to create a purpose, to create um to uh something that could be replicated across multiple platforms for multiple different reasons and in, in divisions and shooters you know, what works up in Alaska will work down in Florida, will work in New Mexico, will work in Idaho, Washington, Virginia. We want it to be very similar, but at the same time, have a practical application throughout the year and not just say, this works in this situation if you go to this competition. That's it. That's, That's it. But no, check out some of the the, the the stuff like I said the sling conversations right now happening this weekend are really good, the the um the the general sort of shooting the 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 the, the where do all these things fit in I think it, it is something really worth looking at I mean heck I'm just looking up here and it's still going on there's 52 pages 52 pages just on the Ruger Precision Rifle discussion okay. You know, and here it's back up at the top cuz people are constantly coming in and talking the Ruger Precision Rifle. We got 52 pages. There's a it's huge, man. There's 200,000 views in just that one little thing and 2500 replies. If you shoot a Ruger Precision Rifle, if you have a question about anything, the odds are we're talking about it. And 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 I want to kind of go we're getting now the end here. I want to talk about one thing that's coming up. Uh, guys are coming in, and, and again, I, I, I get it. I created some hard feelings. I've I, I pissed people off and, and, and you know, I've, I've shined the mirror back at some of your, your, your favorite sons, and, 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 and it's pissed a lot of guys off. So now they're coming in, and guys are coming on on the sniper' side, and here's the latest line of attack. I sell ads, therefore my opinion is bought and sold because Sniper's Hide has ads on it. You know, and one of the things they were talking about and this guy came in, uh, brand new, had 11 posts. And what does he say? Well, Frank was paid to promote the Valkyrie. No, I was not paid to promote the Valkyrie. And then he came on and said, well, this is what everybody's saying is that you sell advertising and your opinion is guided by advertising. No, it's not. I don't, I barely sell advertising. If you don't come to me, I'm not calling you. Okay, I've, I've tossed out a lot of different things and, and I, you don't see me talking about the Valkyrie with a Hornaday or federal ad right next to it. That's not what I'm doing. This isn't a magazine where you read the article and you turn the page and there's a full page ad. Okay, that's not what's happening. I'm not out actively selling ads. If you email me and say, "Hey, I want to buy ads on Sniper Side." All I do is send you the media kit and say, "Here you go. Let me know what you think." I'm not doing hard-press sales. I'm not telling somebody, "Yeah, I'll do that if you buy ads from me. Yeah, I'll do that if you do this." There's no quid pro quo. There's no if and then. You know, if you do this for me, then I'll do that for you. That's not what I'm about. I've never been about that. I've told people to go jump in a lake more times than I can count. There's big companies who had ads on Sniper's Hide who I've refused to take their money. Okay? So this new line that my opinion is paid for by the Sniper's Hide advertising is completely false. It's a BS narrative. Okay? Don't fall for it. It's what they use to make themselves feel better. It's what they use to put more weight on their opinion and to minimize my opinion. Okay. Well, he's only saying that because they paid for, they didn't. Okay. I went to mile high. I bought the Valkyrie ammo myself. Ask Mike, call up there and Mike, Mike will tell you, I didn't even know they had it. I'm like, oh, you guys got that in stock? The 88 grain? Yeah. How much of it? Okay. You got this? Give me three cases of it. And I bought it. Okay, This was not Hornaday Federal whatever calling me up and saying, hey, Frank, this is federal. We want you to make this look good and promote it. Here you go. Didn't happen. They're lying to you. These guys have no shame. Okay, They have no problem telling you a full-on blatant lie. They have no problem knowing nothing about me, never met me. And they have me all figured out. They have me all mapped out. Oh, he's bought and sold. All he cares about is a sellout. For new people listening to this, eight years, I ran Sniper's Hide 100% funded by me. Eight years, okay? Eight years, I paid 100%. After eight years, I started putting banner ads up. Okay, that that that's just a natural progression. What point am I become a sellout or not a sellout? Because right now they're calling me a sellout again. And this, is, this is happens, it happens like every three years. Every three years, a new cycle of people come around. They think they know what they're talking about. They come up, boom, boom, boom. Frank's this, Frank's that, Frank's bought and sold, Frank's a sellout. Capitalism is good, except if I do it. Guys will sue each other and send lawyer letters about nylon bags. But if I sell an ad and give you my opinion, I'm a sellout. Okay? These guys are fighting over a nylon bag full of friggin', you know, plastic beads, and they're getting lawyers involved. Meanwhile, these guys are like, "Oh, ah, Frank, that uh, nah, don't fall for it, guys. I, I, I'm trying to do things to help you." I'm not doing it strictly for my own. If I was, I would not be talking here. I would be full-time selling ads. I would have three guys sitting next to me on the phone calling every major gun company to sell ads. Go look at any big site. Uh, I posted, uh, matter of fact, here. I'm doing the articles for Gun Digest. I put up some articles. Really good response on the articles from Good Digest. I hardly ever promote them. For a year, I've been writing for Gun Digest I don't promote them a lot. But go look at my articles in Gun Digest. Look at the ads there and then look at Sniper's Hide. Okay, go to Recoil. Look at the ads there, then go to Sniper's Hide. Go to air15.com. Look at the ads there and then look at Sniper's Hide. I have a fraction because I just, that's not me, man. I don't like going out and selling ads. I don't like doing that. I don't have an ad team okay, all I wanna do is shoot, talk, shoot, educate, train, play the whole thing live, breathe, eat, sleep, this stuff that's it that's I, I I don't live, breathe, eat, sleep, sales, you know what I mean I'm not, oh gee, let's go sell you know that's 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 not how that works and and a lot of times it, yeah, if I use something. Uh, Reviews. My reviews for you guys. If I get the product on Monday. I may throw something out and say I have it. I'm looking at it. Here's what I'm doing. But I don't get the product on Monday. And the following Monday put out a review. I use it. I try it. I redo it. I try it again. I put rounds through it. Rounds under it. Rounds around it. Because... I don't want you to buy it, and then 200 rounds into it, it breaks. Then you go, Frank, you said this was good. I got it, and 200 rounds later, it broke. And then the next guy goes, oh, I got it. You said it was good, and 350 rounds on my rifle, and it broke. I got it, and at 120 rounds, it broke. I'd look like an idiot if I did that. That would be the worst thing I can possibly do, is to recommend you guys to go do something like that, and it falls apart. And then I go, "Well, the company said, and I, you know, I just shot it that one time, and you know, then I wrote the article, and gee, sorry, it didn't work out for you, but you know, the weekend I used it, it was fine. No, but if I use it for 45, 90 days, and I take it out every time I go to the range, and I may shoot 100, 120 rounds every time, I may shoot more. If it works and it lasts, and then I, I, I try to use it like you would. I zero things up. I shoot it in the same context I think you would to see what can go wrong. And I'm not a gotcha guy. I'm not looking to gotcha these companies. But if it happens, I'm not going to go and say, oh, don't worry about it. Hey, man, you know, does stuff break? Everything breaks. I, there's nothing out there I haven't broke. How do they how do they act when it breaks? Okay, what are they doing the next time? Is it something that happens all the time or was it one off? Hey, man, I just had a weird thing happen. And I'll ask other people, hey, you're using this too. anything come up. Hey, you're using this, too. And I try to compare my experiences with people I know within the industry's experiences. I'll look at different posts on Sniper's High to see what people are saying, to see where people are confused. Somebody says, hey, I'm using the Garmin and I have a hard time doing the profile or doing the upload. What's the fix? Well, the fix is the app. Use the app. Then I can tell you, hey, I did it this way. I didn't see it as a big deal, but these people are confused by it. These people find it a little unintuitive. If you use the app, it fixes that. You know, the Vectronics. Instead of the button pushes, the app. Okay, the button pushes are annoying. Use the app. When you travel, take the battery out because it's too easy to push the button. You know that kind of stuff. It it that's what I'm looking to promote. I'm trying to promote education. I'm trying to get you guys into this mindset of training value of of practical application of not just buying better equipment and then letting it do the work, but actually having um uh you know, some competence behind it. Uh, it it's, it's just because you own something doesn't make you a competent user of it. Like I've said, I've mentioned all the times with the guys who wrecked their Lamborghinis and their Ferraris because they bought a, 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 a car that they can't handle. They have no training and background in it. They get on the highway, they kick it in the ass, they whip it around and they put it against a tree. We get that. I don't want you to be that guy who can buy the best thing out there and then look silly trying to use it. Instead, let's give you resources, okay? that's That's been, I mean, with this new, new, woo, with this new software, I really think it's resource heavy, and I like it that way. We got white papers there, ballistic white papers from people you haven't heard of but are doing this and been doing it for a long time. You can read up on the cause and effect in that and go beyond the flat rate values an app might put in. All these guys with the app stuff, every app out there is supported on Sniper's Hide. There's a whole Ballistic App section. If you have a question about an app, we got an answer for you. Piece of cake, man. That's what I'm trying to say with this stuff. So, um, yeah, just kind of, I, I, again, really good conversations happening. And, and I just want to turn you guys on to where you can filter out some of this. It's funny. I used to tell people Sniper's Hide was really, you know, only about the ten percent. Ten percent of what you read on Sniper's Hide was worth a damn. But when you look at the stats, ten percent is huge, man. There, there's, there's, you know, two hundred and fifty thousand threads on the new site right here. There's three point three million posts. Ten percent is big. 3.3 million posts on Sniper's Hide right now. Beginning of the year, I'll prune some stuff, okay? There's 127,000 registered members, 127,000 new members every hour. So that's where you're trying to get your info. That's where you're trying to do your market research. That's where you're trying to make your buying decisions, You know, one of the things, I did that Gun Digest article on scope buying advice. And somebody on Facebook said, gee, I wish he would just put his favorite scopes there. And they just wanted a brand. They wanted me to hold them by the hand and say, I shoot Night Force. I shoot Schmidt and Bender. I shoot this. Why when I can give you the education on what to look for for you? Maybe you can't afford the Schmidt or the Night Force, but you still want to know what to look for within i mean there's a million scopes out there why would you not want to be better informed on what makes a the glass quality what it is what makes tracking in the erector system better from one scope to another what are you looking for in the turrets what are you looking for in in the optical design and the field of views and the magnifications front focal plane versus second focal plane By educating you and saying, this is what you're looking for, I help you make a better buying decision. But instead, there was a bunch of people who came on and said, why didn't he just tell me what to buy? Man, I don't get it. I hate people asking me to pick their favorite color form. I went into a whole big thing on reticles. This reticle will do this for you. That reticle for do that. Pick the reticle based on your use. The reticle is the point of inner interaction. On top of turrets, you dial in the turret, left hand, right hand, top, bottom, whatever the case may be, but the turret is sort of how we interact with the target-scope-rifle relationship. So understanding reticles will make you a smarter consumer. Instead of just, oh, just buy the horse and call it good. Oh, just buy that and it'll be great. Oh, yeah. Just buy this. It's my favorite. I love... that's the thing is everybody likes brands. They like dropping brands. Oh, accuracy. Oh, this. Oh, Schmidt. Oh, Night Force. Oh, Begar. Oh, that guy. Oh, this one. You know what I mean? It's all brand recognition because now it's that team sport thing. Oh, you know, Dasher versus Six Creed versus this versus that. So they got that that you know that bumper sticker. Don't worry about the bumper sticker, guys. All righty. Hey, man, coming up on the hour going to get together with Mike. I think he was away. Like I said, I haven't talked to him the whole holiday time. Uh, I got a bumped in. Still going out working and, and j- just want to get you guys to understand a lot of the expanded version of this can be found on Sniper's Hide. Go over to Sniper's Hide if you want more detail. You can go into the Everyday Sniper podcast section and ask me a question and make have me expand on it. You'll get books written in return. I promise you we'll answer the question. I am not hostile to shooters. I am not hostile to competitors. You can ask me. Just ask me in detail. Don't give me vague stuff and say, oh, how does that work? How does what work? How does this work? How does what? And then you know, four messages later, we figure out what you actually want. Be detailed. Be specific. And you'll get really good info in return. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Hope you had a great holiday again, and we'll be talking real soon.